Thank you for turning on the Why This Times Talk podcast. In this edition, we're previewing the upcoming Times Talk entitled Lies, Damned Lies, and Statistics. Is the job market for college graduates as bad as they say? I'm joined in the studio today by Kendall Lewis, a senior at Georgia College who's majoring in psychology and economics, and Georgia College Director of Leadership Programs, Harold Mock. Kendall Lewis, Harold Mock, thank you for joining me on this Why This Times Talk podcast. Thank you, Daniel. We're glad to be here. I'm happy to host y'all. To begin the podcast, as we always do, of course, can you please briefly introduce your Times Talk topic for this week? The title of this Times Talk is Lies, Damned Lies, and Statistics. Is the job market really as bad for college graduates as they say? And in that, Kendall and I wanted to unpack two interrelated topics. One is the state of the current labor market, particularly following the COVID-19 pandemic and a time in which a lot of college students, particularly graduating college students, saw opportunities that they thought they'd be having possibly go away or at the very least change in front of them. Uh, So that's one set of questions that we want to look at and try to understand. Um, And then the second is maybe a broader question for all of us to try to understand and to answer, and it is how do we approach and consume popularly available data? Every day in the New York Times, in, in the newspaper, and on television, we hear facts, we hear statistics, we hear reporting about the state of the economy or about the state of the labor market. Or if we take it in a non-economic direction, we hear facts and reporting about vaccinations and about the pandemic. And oftentimes, those numbers can simply wash over us. We don't necessarily know what to do with those numbers because we don't have a context to put them in. So that's why we, in particular, chose the title Lies, Damned Lies, and Statistics, because you know, often uh, we hear facts, and depending on the editorializing around them, they can seem very positive or very negative. And we want to have a discussion as well about how we best can interpret those data and also integrate them into a framework that that we all can build for ourselves of data literacy and also news literacy. Dr. Mock is absolutely right. And this topic was also interesting to me because as a senior about to graduate in just a few months, This is a question that my friends and I have been asking. Will we actually be able to get a job after we graduate as a result of the pandemic? I know that when the pandemic first hit last March, I had internships and research experience lined up for that summer, and those experiences didn't pan out because of the pandemic. And so uh, this is something that I think young people that are in college are asking these questions. And even though there's a lot of information out there that they can look up or they can read articles about, it's really hard to tell what is the accurate information and what we should actually be thinking about in terms of how we should be navigating this new labor market as a result of the pandemic. So we really just wanted to offer two different perspectives of somebody that is actually looking for a job in this post-pandemic labor market, and then, Dr. Mott, from your perspective of how can we digest these statistics and actually understand what we're seeing in the news every day? And I think y'all have answered my next question, uh, but I'll ask it anyways in case it solicits a different response. Uh, But why do you feel it important to bring this conversation to the Times Talk now? 
I think it's extremely important to talk about this right now because this affects everyone that is looking for a job or maybe looking for a job in the near future because we can't navigate the labor market the same way we did before the pandemic. Now it's extremely important to understand whether um, the labor market is looking for people that have worked continuously throughout the pandemic or whether they're looking for people that have new skills as a result of the pandemic. For example, I think a lot of jobs are now realizing that they can operate remotely and they're not having as many employees come into work. And so if you are an individual that does not understand or prefer working in your at-home environment, then this is something new that you're going to have to navigate. So this affects all of us, whether we realize it or not, this will change the trajectory of the labor market and how we navigate finding jobs in the future. So I think we should start talking about it now as we transition into a slightly more normal routine. And so it's important for us to all understand how to navigate that. Daniel, I agree with Kendall. I am a historian by training, and one of the things that historians come to learn is that often big changes in the way our cultures and our societies work can seemingly be touched off by relatively innocuous or small events. COVID-19 was a huge slap in the face to us. You know, the start of the pandemic, I think it's, it's fair to say, caught a lot of us by surprise just quite simply, how quickly it changed the way we live, the way we work, the way we go through our daily lives. And as a historian, I can sort of project and and imagine that in 30 years or 50 years, it's going to be a turning point in somebody's history textbook. So in that regard, I think it's important for us right now to have conversations about how this moment in time, how we can best contextualize it and understand it. And then secondly, as a teacher, you know, I wouldn't be doing my job as an educator if I weren't attentive to the big concerns and thoughts and fears that my students have as they come into my class, as they leave my class, as they leave Georgia College and, and go on to their next adventures. I wouldn't be doing my job as an educator if, if I weren't considering and asking questions about how the future that our students think they're preparing for is at the very least being a little bit redefined or they're entering a future that is maybe a little less certain than they thought that it was. So I think, uh, I agree with Kendall, I think it's important for us to reflect on this moment as best we can try to make sense of it. What do you hope your audience takes away from your discussion in the Times Talk on Wednesday? I think that it's really important for our students especially that have learned critical thinking skills in their classes to apply those skills to their everyday lives and to the information that they're consuming and to be skeptical. It's a good thing to question sources and question where they've gotten their information from. And so that's the first takeaway that I hope they get is to not just take statistics or headlines at their face value, but to dig deeper into the bigger issue and to really understand how individuals' lives are being impacted by the issue at hand. And number two, I hope that our audience will understand that this pandemic has affected all of us and things are going to be different from here on out, at least for a little while. And so I hope that our graduates will not necessarily be discouraged by the challenges in the labor market, but challenged and encouraged 
to uh, think outside the box and to think of ways that they can use their skills and their talent to contribute to the workforce. And I hope that they gain something from our conversation and can think about ways that they can navigate this new labor market. Taking us in a slightly different direction, thinking about some of my own experiences, I grew up very close to my grandparents who had been born in the 1920s and who were children when the Great Depression started. My grandfather lived in Connecticut. My grandmother was German and lived in Germany. And I remember as a child, my grandparents kept what seemed to me an absurd number of canned goods, you know, sort of cans under the stairs and cans in cabinets and things like that. And my grandfather, who had, of course, been a child when the Depression started, said, my wife and my children would never be hungry, is what he said. My wife and my children will never be hungry. And to have been touched by that degree, even 60 years later, where he was keeping these canned goods and things like that, it makes me think about what that must have looked like and felt like as a child to see the depression, not to understand it, but to see how your parents and the adults in your life are responding and not to know fully what's going on, but to understand that something big is happening. And as a parent myself, I think about that for, um, you know, how my family, my children are seeing the pandemic. And this moment will leave an indelible mark on American society. And I think that it is fair to say that there will be some things that many years from now folks are doing in response to what they saw happen in the pandemic. And it may be keeping masks on hand or never being short of sanitizer or wipes. But that said, I think there will also be an element of the way young people always look at jobs for many years to come, that they will look at jobs with a sense of gratitude, but also fear because of what they have seen in the past year how rapidly things could change, and how possibilities that they thought existed suddenly didn't exist. And this younger generation may look at the labor market the way my grandparents looked at having canned goods under the stairs or my grandmother keeping gold coins in her sewing box. So on that note, I would say we will always have these kind of personal and emotional reactions to the things that have happened in the past year And those are things that are normal and appropriate. We can't necessarily control them, but we can do as much as possible to try to learn them and to understand them, which is why Kendall and I bring this topic to Times Talk and and to discuss and to try to understand with the folks at Times Talk and the folks at Georgia College. We are living through something that is dramatic, that is very important, and it's important that we do all that we can to gather the right facts, to interpret it well, to discuss it with others, and to try to understand it. Well, Harold Mock, Kendall Lewis, I want to thank you all for joining me on the Why This Times Talk podcast. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks for having us. Of course, the Times Talk is a weekly current events and ideas symposium that takes place at noon on Wednesdays. The (laughs) Times Talk is free, 
open to the public, and now takes place online. So if this conversation sparked your interest, please consider joining the Times Talk at noon on Wednesday. This week's Times Talk is entitled, Lies, Damned Lies, and Statistics. Is the job market for college graduates as bad as they say?